You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production, available exclusively on Patreon. Thank you for being a patron. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome Come to on, a... dramatic Paul. <laughs> Listen, because <laughs> as I was still scrolling the the runner for today, it was just kind of like mm. hashtag content. Yeah, it's just, it's it's gonna be an interesting show. It's gonna now, interesting is the wrong word. We have some words for quite a few people today. And this is a special episode because you guys will not be getting an episode of Ratchet Ramblings today. However, you have the Ratchet Rambling cast coming together to talk about real shit today. Mm-hmm. Trio uh, shit. Because it's been a, a, a different type of week in the media. Almost teetering on a doozy, if you will. But I go by Curtis. Y'all know who I am. You should know who I am. I'm all up and through these FN, MN streets. And like Candace said, we brought along our co-host from Ratchet Ramblings to go through the weekly wrap-up. So, I have a lot <laughs> going on in my wound up. <laughs> so, I'm going to say, yeah. Candace, you go <laughs> Yeah, I'm because <laughs> I feel like we gonna. I I have a lot of dragging to do, I'll, but I feel like we gonna come together and harmonize on on some destiny yeah, fulfilled we, and dragging it. So yeah, yeah, we are. We it's about to. You about to get your you about to get your money's worth from us today because we not here to play with y'all. <sighs> but I'm gonna come in with the wound up because, um, as usual. Black men are being trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Black men are being trash, especially ones that identify as heterosexual. Um, a HIV positive former high school track coach pleads guilty to sexually abusing 42 boys within his tenure at a uh, middle school in uh, upper Marlboro, I want to say Marlboro, Maryland, Waldorf, Waldorf, Maryland. Um, Carlos Bell pled guilty to sexually abusing 42 boys over the course of his tenure. He is now facing 27 separate counts, including sexual abuse of a minor, second degree sex offense by force, third degree sex offense, attempted transmission of HIV virus, second degree assault, filming child pornography, solicitation of a minor, and displaying obscene matter. Jesus Christ. Lord. What didn't he do? Shit. They should have just hit you with the death penalty. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Hell, they should have just called Batman on his ass. Because you never getting out of jail. So you would have been better off killing some goddamn body. Because you never see in the light again, and the day of light again, and you never need to. You should rot in fucking jail, and you should be in general population. Um, and it says that. So maybe the bright spot in this is that 
Um, nearly all of the boys have been HIV tested and none of them have come back positive um, in this moment, according to the, the sheriff. But they said they not only recovered child pornography uh, from his home devices, but from his mobile devices. And some of the evidence included graphic images of Bell sexually assaulting the victims. Some of the crimes appear to have been committed on school property and others at his home. Y'all could get, you know, I truly believe that is a sickness, but instead of getting help, y'all abuse kids. You abuse kids. 42 kids, 42 boys. Um, they didn't really discuss the race of the, the boys. So it, for me right now, it's race neutral. But 42 boys whose lives have been altered completely. And they will never be the same. And they will have to get help to recover. I don't even know what to say. And what can you say? Because you send your kids to school to get an education, play sports. You don't send your kids to school thinking they're going to be sexually abused by the fucking coach and a, and a teaching assistant. But then now you've got 42 boys who have to deal with this for the rest of their lives. It will never go away. They will never be able to forget being sexually abused by an authoritative figure who is supposed to be protecting them and helping them advance both on the field and off the field. It's stories like this is why I don't think I'll ever be able to be fully against the death penalty because what kind of re how, it's hard for me to imagine this, this guy being redeemable or rehabilitated into society after this I, based on them charges he's never going to see the light of day again and he pled guilty to all of it so it, I hope that he catches some life sentences without the possibility of parole because like you said how do you rehab somebody like that aside from killing them you could castrate him he would find another way to sexually abuse Children. Right. Specifically boys. Like there's there's nothing I find redeemable about somebody who commits these type of crimes against children. The most um, innocent among among us. Like I don't yeah. know what type of rehabilitation there is. And that makes me wonder about his past. Because in situations like this, people often immediately assume he he must have done something like they didn't do the, a proper background check. But if he was never caught, he wouldn't have a record. So it makes me yeah. wonder, are there any other victims? Like, I don't know how old he is, so I don't know what the time frame on that is. But 42 is a lot. That makes me feel like this couldn't have been his first time doing this. No, because he was so confident in how he was doing it to the point of keeping keeping explicit, keeping child pornography on his mobile device, his home computers and all that kind of shit. He was confident in what he was doing. Right. And it also makes me wonder what was he doing? What was the atmosphere like that he was able to keep that many boys quiet? Like what He's was he 30. holding over their head? 
And you said he was doing this for how, how long was he working at the school? Did it say? Uh, they didn't say how long he'd been at the school, just that he was 30 and he was a, a track coach and a school aide. So I don't think this is the first time he did this, regardless of how old no. he is. But 30 is mm, old I enough think so. to have done this. And he could have been doing this all the way into his teens. Like You, you just never know with this yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, you never know how many other victims are out there. Mm-hmm. And I guess the bright side is that he's finally off the street. And what, what, trig- what triggered the investigation, because they had investigated this man for like at least six months, was that a parent's saw some very racy text messages from him in her son's phone. Mm. So he was so, you know, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. He's texting these kids. You know what I'm saying? Like Texting them smut on top of that. Like, what the hell? And this is why I feel like there needs to be boundaries um when it comes to educators, administrators, people that work at schools and the children, like no, a coach shouldn't be texting kids. If you need to text something, you need to text a parent or you need to call a parent. You, you should not be texting the kids. I, it just is too much for me. I want to keep some things very clear in that I don't need any of London's future teachers coaches or whatever else texting her calling her call i'm the parent i run the show call me or her dad y'all don't need to be chit-chatting and loling and and all that kind of shit if it's a mass message it should go out to all parents like a group chat or some shit but this man was really doing the most and with absolutely no discernment so i do feel like you feel curtis in that that was not his first rodeo with that type of stuff Mm -mm. and he had to have had a system in place to do this it makes me wonder did did he work alone was there somebody else involved it's just the magnitude of this is blowing my mind 42 boys that's a lot and he's only 30 like that only means 30 this was accelerated it wasn't a little bit here a little bit there while i get my feet wet like he had all the confidence in the world like you said so i just really wonder like how was he keep what was he holding over these boys heads to keep them quiet yeah yeah i'm glad you locked up you piece of shit yeah and you deserve all the uh, bad things yeah, all the bad things. I hope you never see freedom again. Um, you are disgusting, and I wish continued health and healing whoa, to whoa, those whoa, young. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. What? Did you say that one of the one of the charges was intentionally trying to transmit the disease, the virus? Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-mm. Take him yeah. out back. Fuck a jail. <laughs> Yeah. Not only yeah. are you abusing these boys and from I'm looking at the charges again, it sounds like you were raping these little boys too. It wasn't just sexual assault or sexual it, abuse. Yeah, it, or I guess yeah, sexual abuse would be the overarching theme, but you definitely yeah. were forcing this on some of these boys. You some, filmed yeah, was, them. Mm-hmm. You weren't using any type of protection. Mm-mm. So it's by the grace of God or whoever you whatever deity you pray to that you didn't transmit this virus to any of these little boys. 
Yeah, because I know my common sense is telling me that the boys had to be tested so that they could determine the severity of the charge. Because if any of them had tested positive, that might have turned into an attempted murder charge or something like that. Um, But he was actively trying to transmit HIV to children. To little boys. To little boys. All all because, and it doesn't, I don't care about any of the details. I don't care if he got it because maybe somebody raped him or whatever. Once you are somebody who has maybe been abused, the minute you become the abuser, I don't have any sympathy for you. I, I have sympathy for people who have been abused and go get the help they need so they don't become an abuser and they can heal. But once you're an abused, once you've been abused and start abusing, it's fuck you. You are the abuser now. He's an abuser. So I don't care how he got HIV, the circumstances of his upbringing or whatever he's been through, he decided to turn his life into one where he became the person with the power and the person doing the abusing, you could die. You know, the world would be better off without you. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know what rehabilitation for this would even look like. And frankly, I'm not interested. 42 boys, I'm not interested in your rehabilitation. Whatever punishment they dish out is not going to be enough you did that shit. You deserve that shit. You pled guilty to it. You admitted to it. So whatever you get is well deserved. And I hope you rot. That's all I got. I'm not even trying to be nice about it. Usually I try to be PC about these types of things, depending on what the story is that we're going through. I don't have time for PC in this instance. 42 boys that we know of. Mm-mm. He can die. Yeah. Suffer for eternity because this is ridiculous. Like, this is to the extreme. And he's only 30. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot packed into a relatively short amount of time. Yep. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, what do you have? Um, really quickly, um, I have that, um, you know, there's a reason that Scarlett Johansson got thrown off that cliff in Endgame. Um, because honestly, we don't really need her. So she decided to come out the side of her neck. It was reported this week that she stands by Woody Allen. She believes him. Um, she Every time she has spoken to him, she he has always been truthful to her per her own mouth. Um, she knows and is aware of the mountain of allegations against him over several years and she says she believes in him and his innocence and that she will always be happy to work with him um girl you did not need to say all this just to be in another one of his movies <laughs> listen like what is does she not have friends does she not have access to mental health professionals or a guidance counselor like it seems like since her time in the mcu has started to wind down she has been on some perpetual fuck shit now granted i know she's a white woman so it probably was already there lying in wait i'm just saying the acceleration has been a lot to keep up with 
Because yeah, it seems we, like one movie you was about to get beat the fuck up by one of the Dora Milaget, and now you're about to get beat the fuck up in real life because you can't shut the fuck up. You just, <laughs> what is going on with her? And I'm not even caping for her. Like, I feel like I stopped liking Scarlett Johansson when her and Ryan Reynolds got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> even if he was wrong. <laughs> Fuck you, girl. <laughs> Even if he was wrong, like, you can go to hell, girl. That was one of my favorite white couples. <laughs> and he, you know, if I wasn't gay, if I was straight, it probably would have been a fuck him. But I'm gay as hell, girl, so it's fuck you. <laughs> and now you just making making it where I don't have to feel bad about saying fuck you for the past decade. Girl, fuck you. What is you talking about? Why are you so- always in mess? She need to be on one of these shows. She need to be on Basketball Wise or something. You always in mess. Go fight Jackie Christie. Leave the rest of us alone. Black Widow is dead. Literally. Uh, but it, like you say, it's always something with her, whether it's her fighting for her right, using right heavily in air quotes, to play characters in movies that she doesn't share the racial identity for, uh, or she doesn't share the gender identity for, and now it's her caping for men with a track record of sexual abuse and sexual harassment. Like, it's, Scar- Scarlett, why are you here? What is your purpose? I don't, I don't get it. Like I said, my only, my best guess is that she must have done or is getting ready to do another one of his movies. So she's trying to get ahead of it, but. With the things that that man is accused of, there's no getting ahead of it. Right. And And I don't know if it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, I'm not doing these big blockbuster movies anymore. So I want to get back into the indie edgy shit and y'all won't let me play a trans man and y'all won't let me be a black African queen. So I'm going to go over here and be in this pedophiles movie. I... Does she not have a family? Does she have no one in her corner to be like, Scarlet, baby, this ain't it. You don't have the talent, but you have the notoriety. You don't have to do this. Mm. <laughs> well, not lately she's been in the news and the notoriety for all the wrong things, putting her foot in her mouth. And the irony of her saying that she supports the Me Too movement, yet you are capable for literally one of the main reasons that the Me Too movement is a thing. So... Just a reminder that, you know, white women gonna white women at the end of the day. And especially for men, white men that are are in power and that are are her friends. So, Scarlett, you get a fuck me for that, girl. Honestly, you've been getting a fuck you from me for a while now. But this latest one is just like, you, I don't know, hang it up, flat screen, no Nicki Minaj. So that's my wound up. Maybe she really does have the reality stone because I just can't believe that she is here on planet Earth, third rock from the sun with the rest of us acting and thinking the way that she does. Like (laughs) you got to be on Earth 657 or something. You can't be on this Earth. I refuse to believe there's no reason for you to be such a bozo. Like I'm so confused by how she anyway, girl, fuck you. So it is my turn. And in typical fashion, I'm about to be at this for the next 30 minutes. (laughs) I mean, you know, in my sliver of the world, because I usually try to bring the LGBT stuff. And it's usually sad because that's what our community has to deal with. That's the reality of it. So first, I want to talk about this Kevin Hart shit. 
And I know people probably start hearing this, start rolling your eyes, all of that. Fix your face. Okay, because you're going to hear this. So let me preface this by saying I watched the whole uninterrupted show, um, the barbershop uninterrupted. I guess it's is the se- the second season of it. This is the show that was as executively produced by LeBron James. And basically this episode garnered a lot of attention because a clip of Kevin Hart, Charlemagne the God, and some other men talking to Lil Nas X and it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because they started talking about him coming out, why he felt he needed to do that. This, that, and the other. I watched the entire show. It's only 30 minutes. I have access to HBO. So I said, I'm going to watch the whole thing because I want to make sure that I'm informed. I saw a lot of tweets saying, oh, you need to watch the whole thing to get the whole context. They taking this one clip out of context. Mm. Um, They did not take that clip out of context because there was literally nothing else that happened on the show in regards to Lil Nas X. He was only on the show in what you saw in those clips and maybe like a brief, I'm talking about brief half a second flash here and there at the very beginning before the conversation even started when they were just kind of showing who all was going to be involved. Did not even let the the boy really participate in the entirety of the conversation. And I don't know if that's because he wasn't there for the whole thing because they didn't even like cut to him after they talked to him. It really felt like they brought him on there for a specific talking point. Once his usefulness was done, that was it. Because the whole thing felt like the Kevin Hart show. Like that was 30 minutes of them men lining up to suck Kevin Hart dick while he was bent over sucking his own. That's literally what it felt like. He did all the talking. And so what irritated me, because there was a lot of things about this that irritated me. And I will say it wasn't as bad seeing the whole thing as I guess people were making it seem, but that doesn't mean that Kevin Hart isn't a piece of shit. And this is just a long history of Kevin Hart being a little piece of shit. He did all this talking, and the first thing that popped up to me is that he missed a golden opportunity to bring up unlearning homophobia. Like, you're sitting here trying to make it seem like Lil Nas X didn't have a reason to say the things that he said. Lil Nas X got on there and said, basically, you know, I grew up hating this shit. Like, he hated being gay, which is so many of our stories. We grow up hating this. That's what I'm saying. It's not a choice because a lot of us are tortured because we didn't choose this. It just happened to us. And we hate ourselves for feeling this way. We hate that we can't get rid of it. We hate that no matter what we do, our thoughts and our desires and our attraction doesn't change. And so for Kevin Hart, grown ass with salt and pepper in his hair and in his beard, to be like, why? Why would you feel that way? What you scared of? As if you and Charlemagne and the white men and whoever the fuck else was sitting on those couches aren't prime examples of why people in this community, black men, black boys in this community have issues with our heterosexual counterparts. Y'all do not make it a safe environment for us anywhere. And another thing that popped up with this going viral on Twitter is that you started seeing so many gay men, gay black men talk about the shit that they've had to deal with in actual barbershops in this country. 
how many stories did we see about how long it had been for a man to be in a barbershop? Hell, I'm one of them. I didn't really tweet about it too much. But when I really sat back and thought about it, like there became a time where I didn't go to the barbershop. I hadn't been to the barbershop in at least seven to eight years. When I moved to Seattle a few weeks ago before I did that damn news feature, that was the first time I had been in a barbershop and gotten a professional haircut in like seven to eight years. And I remember when I was younger having that anxiety of going into the barbershop and being like, okay, I got to make sure I I check the way I walk because I don't want nobody to clock me. I got to check the way I talk. I don't want nobody to clock me. I got to be ready to sit through a whole bunch of just misogynistic trash whole tip conversation just to be able to get my hair cut. And so again, for Lil Nas X, for Charlemagne and all those other men to make it seem like Lil Nas X had no reason to feel that way that he felt gaslighting him as the internet has said. And as Jeremy said earlier and missing that golden opportunity. And again, I'm like, how do you fix your mouth to say this, Kevin? You the same little shit stain that went through hell because you were talking about beating your son over the head with a dollhouse if he was gay or whatever the fuck you said. Something alluding to beating your, beating a child because of their perceived sexuality. You the same little motherfucker. And numerous homophobic tweets using the F word when he was a grown ass man. Amongst other things, you barely want to apologize for shit. You never really did apologize for the shit last year and you felt some type of way because you gave up that um, opportunity to host, what was it, the Oscars? Yes. All because you are so fucking ignorant and you refuse to learn and do better. And then you got on here and I see exactly what y'all did. Y'all think y'all slick and you not. You brought this gay boy on here with the number one record in the country Oh, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal trying to make it. Oh, well, it's not. It's not straight black men to have a problem. Shut the fuck up. Because you couldn't even do that right. <laughs> it really makes me feel like you have not done any work. Not that you claim to do any work. So let me start there. From what I can see, you haven't done any work to unlearn any type of homophobia that you have. Then you got on here and you played in this boy's face. A room full of sh- straight black men. Basically scoffing at this young black man saying that he was conditioned to hate being gay, being homosexual. How? Y'all blatantly looked over the fact, didn't didn't bring up the fact, didn't pull on each other's wigs a little bit about the history of violence and hatred towards the community from men that look like you. You gave this basic ass, it don't really matter, it's not a big deal. Only for you to turn around and juxtapose that with, well, you know, we couldn't have that in the locker rooms. We're not, we not there yet. We're not ready. So he's a Uchi Wale was in one mic. Mm. Is it not a big deal or is it a big deal? Because if it's not a big deal, then why can't there be gay men in the locker rooms playing on these professional sports teams? And then y'all even said that there are, but it's not safe for them to come out. Like you sat there contradicting yourselves. I don't under who the hell edited this and put this on TV. Was this supposed to make them look good or or did they set them up to be dragged? (laughs) Because now I'm not so sure because there's no way y'all looked at this. Y'all listened to this and thought, yeah, this is it. This going, this is it. There's no way. 
And the thing that really irritated me the most about this was that the opportunity to hold each other accountable. We have been begging straight men, in particular, straight black men to hold each other accountable. To be accountable, to have some self-awareness. You didn't do that. Why are you sitting here trying to tell this boy it's not that big of a deal? Why would you even feel like that? And it goes back to what I've been saying on the wind down with Candace about that black first shit. Where's the black first? It's not that big of a deal. And yet, mm. if it wasn't that big of a deal, then why did y'all bring him on here at all? This is the same nigga who said if his son was gay, he would beat him over the head with a fucking dollhouse. For you to get your stupid, ridiculous, pint-sized, can't-stop-cheating, leave-your-friends-for-dead-after-a-car-accident-ass in that goddamn chair and say, why did you do that? Who cares? You care. And niggas like you care. And the Dave Chappelle's care. Mm. Y'all fucking care. Y'all have always cared. In the hood, y'all have cared. Y'all have created this this super toxic community of trying to make openly gay, bi, trans, or whatever the hell else, black men and black women uncomfortable in their skin because of your bigotry. A lot of motherfuckers care. Y'all sat and played in that boy's goddamn face like there wasn't power in what he did. Why'd you feel the need to do that? Ask yourself why he felt the need to do it. Look around you. And Playing up twos. Oh my God. I do not like Kevin Hart. He is very fucking unlikable. Mm. Like he is very unlikable. He's one of those people that I wish did not have social media and all you hear about is his movies and you never had to see his interviews or see him outside of making cheesy fucking movies that are eh, eh, at best because hearing your your opinions on shit hearing you play dumb hearing you be obtuse that shit really it it ground my gears Mm -hmm. you of all people you of all people who went on a an insincere apology tour for comments you have made over the years on social media pertaining to gay people. You set your stupid little bitty ass there and asked, well, who cares? You, you do. And my people thing like is, you. this has been a long time that you've cared too. You didn't just all of, all of a sudden stop feeling this way, stop whatever the case may be, because you had these tweets from however long ago. Then you had these interviews like you have cared for a long time. Why are we in the forefront of your mind like this? You got a family. You got mistresses. You got kids. You got a career. You doing movies with The Rock. Why are we on your mind? Riddle me that. Goomba. Because you ain't no taller than a motherfucking Goomba. Riddle me that. You got all this shit going on. You got a wife that you need to keep happy after you publicly cheated on her and embarrassed her when she was pregnant. 
Why are we on your mind? You have a successful career. White people love you for whatever reason. I guess because you got that goofy ass, got Bryant Gumble ass comedy that they like. Why are we on your mind? And again, you sat up there and you assembled this group of niggas and men and did not dive any deeper into the conversation having to do with homophobia in the straight black community. What Played was the point of bringing this boy on here? And y'all didn't get into the conversation at all. And when he would try to talk, Kevin Hart was trying to talk over him. But let me say this. Y'all are the same people who are ready to risk it fucking all when somebody say they don't see color. Which is, um, that's You really don't what... see color. You don't, now who cares? We, I, love who you love. I'm I'm a fuck with you this. No, y'all don't. You don't. You don't. Y'all don't. We know. We've seen it. We've seen it off the internet. We've seen it on the internet. How so many straight black men react to gay black men. Y'all start acting like, nigga better not try to flirt with me. Don't nobody want you. Bitches don't even want you. (laughs) Y'all do this. I don't see sexuality. Stop that. And stop teaching your kids that. I'm sick of that shit. I'm sick of straight black men acting like white people. I'm sick of that shit. Teach your kids to see people's sexuality. Don't try to strip key parts of a person so that you can see the good in them. Because that's what that's saying. If you ever wonder why it's not flattering when somebody says, I don't teach my kid to see color. I don't teach my kid to see religion. I don't teach my kid to see sexuality. It's because you're a fucking bozo. You should see all these things in people because it's a part of their identity. Black is a part of your identity. White people shouldn't have to pretend like you're not black to respect you. Mm. Being a part of the community, that's who that's who they are. That's who the community is. Their sexuality, them loving whoever they love and how they love, that's a part of their identity. You cannot strip it from them so that you can respect them. Because that's not respect. It's not respect at all. That's tolerance so yes. at best. And that's being generous. Because a lot of y'all don't being tolerate super us generous. either. Y'all don't, no. So this thing about where y'all don't see sexuality, that's a lie. It's not a because big y'all deal. Te- a lie. A lie. Y'all treat people in the community poorly every day based on how they identify in terms of their sexuality. Or their gender. Listen, because I was just about to say, as many times as we can get on Twitter and see a disagreement with a trans woman immediately turn into misgendering her, calling her a man, and all this kind of stuff, I thought it making, didn't matter, though. Making, making comments about, well, you ain't a woman because you can't have babies. Well, it's a lot of... That's a whole nother conversation. The fact of the matter is, y'all do care. Y'all have always cared. A lot. <laughs> and, and and y'all caring has led to y'all being hateful to a community of people that just want to be left the fuck alone. Yep. And now you do you the care. disservice of bringing us onto shows like this to play in our face and gaslight us and then wonder why we call you out on it. 
what I'm saying is you say something and that be the end of it and block. When has that ever fucking worked? We put our foot down. We make a statement. We make a claim every fucking day. And every day we get on the internet, we can see motherfuckers disrespecting what we say. You could give motherfuckers all type of proofs, receipts, and everything else. People will still draw their own opinions and and treat you accordingly to what they've drawn up. Yeah. So little little Nas X saying, "Hey, I'm gay," and that's just what the fuck it is. That's what he did, and people. Like you, Kevin Hart, have done everything in your power to be dismissive of a huge moment for him. That was a huge moment for him because we know how people are treated in Hollywood, especially black men and trans black women, when they opt to be fully out in the open with who they are. They have to claw and scratch for opportunities. And not they only have that. to deal with the homophobia from everyday low life motherfuckers who sit on the internet and live in their mama basement. And not only that, just I, I, first of all, I was proud of the way he handled it. He shouldn't have been in that position to handle them niggas, but I'm appreciative of how Lil Nas X handled himself because to to y'all's point, when he when Kevin and all them niggas were doing the performative, like, who cares? It shouldn't matter. Lil Nas X himself said, come on, man. Like, come on. Y'all know how it is. Like, my how I how I was raised, where I've been, shit, even though niggas that's in this fucking room. So, um, speaking to your part, Candace, about the dismissiveness, I was more upset at how black people... Uh, Straight, straight black men in particular, but black, straight black people in general, how dismissive we were about the black queer community picking up, saying that this is gaslighting, saying that this is trash, expounding words that really they don't owe us about how this is fucked up and how this is dismissive and how this continues this cycle of homophobia. And that we, straight black people, straight cishet black people, cishet black men, need to get our shit together. And motherfuckers are just like, oh, y'all being too sensitive. Y'all just taking it out of context. S, Y, Z, elemental P. I am to the point where when I see straight black people, straight black men particularly, just being so dismissive and callous, I don't even want to do my usual like doing the obvious like you know damn well like if the, all this race first shit to Curtis's point like if this was about race you would get it I just I don't have the energy for it I wish all the bad things to you because if if, if ever if all of us ain't free ain't none of us free and the fact that y'all sit here and play in folks facing gas like them and then at, and then go full day spell saying that you we just you too sensitive no actually it's you because you can't mind your business and shut the fuck up mm-hmm and you brought up a, a good thing that I want. I'm glad you did because I didn't want to miss it. But you brought up that 
Lil Nas X, you know, he was trying to say what he was trying to say, whatever, whatever. I saw a lot of people on the internet basically being like, oh, Lil Nas X was the wrong person for this. They should have brought somebody that was going to read them, XYZ, XYZ. My thing with that is I think that Lil Nas X was the perfect person because number one, this was not supposed to be just a generic thing that they were going to be talking about. They were talking to Lil Nas X for a reason because he had the number one record in the country broke the record 19 weeks and he decided to come out as gay during that reign that is a specific story that only he can tell so he was the only one that could have been sitting in that chair and had that conversation with them that's the first part the second part is i also feel like he was perfect for this because if they had had somebody there that would have read them to shreds we may not have the teachable moments that we have because they would have gotten defensive, which means niggas on the Internet and in everyday life would have gotten even more defensive than they already were. And a lot would have been lost in translation. Little Nas X not being allowed to go off with whatever y'all felt like he should have, which I don't understand why y'all felt like he couldn't. Have y'all seen his his tweets? That little boy know how to troll. He used to be a barb for crying out loud. Like he knows how to troll, which lets me know he knows how to read. He knows how to make people feel stupid about themselves. He chose not to. And in I, not doing that, he let them sit there and talk and look stupid. Yeah. And that's exactly what because they I needed. Truly, they deserve to have their stupidity exposed. Yeah, I think he came in wanting to have a real conversation about the, the climate and the atmosphere, being openly gay, having a outlandishly successful single. Um, but when he realized that that's not what they were looking for, but rather to try to gaslight him or make it seem like he didn't need to do that and he didn't need to be come out, he could have just, you know, lived his life. He was like, okay, I'm going to just let you motherfuckers look dumb. I'm not. Y'all not trying to have a real conversation? I'm not either. Good luck. And that was the last you saw of him. You didn't see him on the rest of the show. All the stuff that they talked nope. about, they never gave him an opportunity to speak up. And again, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt because maybe he was busy. Maybe he didn't stay the whole time. He did his little part and he left. Because like I said, they didn't even cut to him through the rest of the episode. So I'm not even sure if he was there. But yeah. the last point that I want to talk about on this is that during the episode, I believe it was Charlemagne that said something to the effect of it's comedy's job or it's comedian's job to make society laugh at the dark parts. And I'm just curious about that because I'm like, are we also supposed to be laughing at the continuous and consistent murders of black trans women? Because mm. Dave Chappelle can't stop making jokes about the LGBT community. Like, is is that why we're supposed to laugh? Like, he's bringing attention to this because he knows it's a dark part of society. But y'all don't feel that same way when non-black comedians make jokes about black men and women facing police brutality and racism. Mm. Mm -mm. Why is it only 
apply to the LGBT community? Why are we the only ones that have to know how to take a joke? Why are we the only ones that have to be okay with always being the butt of the joke? Why are we the ones that always have to be okay with supplying the content, but not being offered a seat at the table? Being called sensitive. Being called sensitive. They so so sensitive. Y'all bet. Bitch. Black people sensitive. A white person can start mumbling the word nigga or nigger. And we want them fired. We want to dox them. We want them kicked off the internet. We don't want them to see the light of day again on our timeline. We want them to suffer in real life. Online life. In the grocery store, at work, at the doctor, we want the worst for white people when they let their racism show. But the community too sensitive when y'all let y'all bigotry show? Is mm. that? Let mm. me understand. Like I said, like Curtis said, I am of the belief that um, I am not sticking my neck out because I'm black first. I'm a woman first. I'm a human first. I'm a human. I'm a woman. And I'm black. In that order. Mm. You violating other people's humanity because of who they love, the color of their skin, how they identify themselves. Um, I don't have anything for you. I don't care what you look like. I don't care if you're another woman. I don't care if you're a black man. I don't care if you're an engineer. I don't care if you got kids. I don't care if you married too. Whatever commonalities we have, I don't give a fuck about any of them. When I see you spewing hateful, bigoted things towards a marginalized group, who every day their lifespan is being is is shorter and shorter. I don't care about any of those other quality qualitative things. I don't care at all. And you know what? That actually is a great segue into the second part of my wound up. I warned y'all it was going to be long, but and. Eh. We have two stories since the last time we released an episode, which was last week. Two stories of black trans women being killed. There was a teenager named Bailey Reeves. She was the 17th trans person killed this year. And she was killed in Baltimore on Labor Day. Her body was found by her 16-year-old friend. After they heard three gunshots, she was screaming for help. Went outside and found Bailey in a pool of blood and the police were called she was transported to the hospital where she was where she died and was you know declared dead all of that stuff then mere days ago we had another story come out and this one hit a little different because i saw in real time the lapse and when this stuff starts to get reported by people who are in the community and when major publications start to pick it up because there was a little bit of a lapse by what two to three days but b love slater was found brutally murdered in a vehicle in cluston florida according to reports that circulated around the hours of her death she was tied up and she was shot before she was incinerated tied up 
shot, set on fire. She was only 23, would have been 24 next week. Imagine having your life stolen a week before your birthday. Then having motherfuckers get on TV and say shit like, well, who cares? Mm. Mm. A lot of motherfuckers because a woman was tied up, shot and set on fire a week before her birthday for for merely existing. Right. For breathing. For living and walking in the truth of who she identifies as. And I want to draw attention to the fact that nowhere in these articles and majority of the articles that I read, actually none of the articles that I've read that we've covered about the trans deaths that have occurred in 2019, has there been a single instance of anybody being quote unquote tricked? Mm. Not one. Isn't that what y'all always say? Nobody cares if you gay and these trans women get what they deserve because they be out here tricking. There's nothing about them tricking anybody. They being killed by people that are close to them, usually a black man. Everything that y'all say, all of the the ideas and the stereotypes that you have about the, the community never come into play when it comes to these trans women being killed. Then y'all get on the Internet and I saw this on Twitter. Y'all get on the Internet, start misgendering these people, just blatantly disrespecting these people who have already lost their lives. They're already dead. They can't defend themselves. Here you go. Misgendering them, using their dead name if you have access to it. And you wonder why we so, quote unquote, sensitive. What happened to black first? If Mm. this woman is black and you black, why are you making fun of her? Why are you misgendering her and and her death? I thought we were black first. I thought that meant that when something happens, we rally together because at the end of the day, we look the same. We got the same melanin. melanin. I thought that's what black first meant. Why is it that when stuff happens to the community, though, we got a sect of the black community that is ridiculing us even in death and getting on the Internet to argue with people about how it was deserved? This is why we continue to talk about this kind of stuff on this show. This is why it's a supreme fuck you to Kevin Hart, to Charlamagne, and to whoever the fuck else got on that goddamn show and got paid to gaslight that little boy. And and by extension, gaslight the whole community with your flat-out dismissiveness. You dismissive on TV trying to make it seem like it's not a big deal. But like Candace said, y'all care. Y'all care to the point where y'all have guns and y'all are murdering these women in the street. Y'all get together with your friends. You get weapons and you beat gay men. You beat lesbian women. What? Just be- you think just because Ellen is, is doing the fucking Charleston on TV that is safe and it's all gravy for us. It's not. I literally just it's laid not. out two young with less than 25 younger than 25 who are dead. And for what? And nowhere are y'all standing up and caping for their blackness. No, you're not. Matter of fact, y'all make jokes about stud lesbians and how they needed some dick in their life. I see rape jokes. I see a lot of shit. And it's it's not just trans black women. It's trans black women. It's gay black men. It's bisexual black men, bisexual black women, lesbian black women. Y'all do not respect 
the community. Y'all don't give a damn about their blackness when y'all harming them, threatening them, fighting them, killing them, setting them on fire, stabbing them, leaving them for dead. Y'all don't care. Y'all ain't, listen. I would like straight people especially straight black men move to their own island most days like if if now if you choose to go to that island and get you some straight black man that's your prerogative but y'all need to be separated from the rest of us take 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 white men with you too and white women yeah Cause that's who y'all want to see at the table with. You don't yeah. give a fuck about your own. See how you fare on your own with them. Let's I see bet what y'all you be do. picking cotton again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cotton picking you, niggas. Yet you go from Dante to uh, Massa to Toby again, fucking around with white people. Mm. Listen, especially I don't... with this current um, administration that we have. Listen. I'm trying would, to tell you. I would just like for you niggas to stop lying. Honestly, mm. stop lying and playing in the community face. Stop lying and saying that you care about care about the, the rights and well-being and safety of the community when shit when it's a Kevin Hart, you were instead of I'm glad that you um brought the brought up cape for blackness. Y'all cape for everything but the community. Y'all cape for motherfuckers that's harming them. You cape for motherfuckers that's making trash ass jokes about their humanity you cape for motherfuckers that oh I, that that you just want to laugh you cape for everything except but they well being i don't see none the, the capes that y'all have for day spread i don't see none of y'all capes for these trans black, black trans women that's being murdered the case that y'all have for kevin hart i don't see none of these capes for 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 gay black men by black men I don't see none of these capes. The, the um the thing the recent thing with um with Malik Yoda Yobra however you say his name I saw more jokes about that than the seriousness seriousness that he assaulted a um a young trans young trans black women. So I just want y'all to stop lying. Say that you don't give a fuck about the community. Say it live. With no, your say chest. you you care. You just don't give a fuck about their safety. You care about how they live their lives. Mm-hmm. You care about how they present to the world. You care when they show PDA in public or holding hands and shit, but you don't care when it comes to their safety and their quality of living and their right to exist and be here and make money and make a living and not have to be reduced to more than nothing more than sex workers. Say that you don't care about any of that. You just care to try to control who they are, how they are, and the way that they live. But you don't care about their safety. No. You don't right. care about their safety. Because in the, in the case of Be Love, even the Hendry County Sheriff, Captain Susan Harrell, misgendered her in an email exchange. Yeah. And then told out, because this story was on out.com, to talk to the local medical examiner, uh, talk to the local medical examiner for more details. And they wouldn't respond to quest requests for more information, more comments. I thought no one cared, but y'all go out of y'all's way to misgender people, even in death. But y'all don't care. You y'all do like care. Caring to me. <laughs> you do care because 
it takes nothing. It it costs you nothing to be kind. Y'all can't even be kind in the face of death, of murder. <laughs> That's the part that really blows my mind. You're not kind when we are alive. You're not kind in killing us. And then you're not kind in respecting us when we're gone. But you don't care. It's not a big deal. We're too sensitive. Every day, every single day, I'm looking and and part of me is always on the lookout to make sure that I see posts from certain people because I'm that afraid for their safety. One of them being a host on this network. Low key, I'm always looking to make sure I see something from Bianca as often as possible, even if I don't interact with her just to make sure. Because that's how dangerous it is for her as a black trans woman in this country. And you got the nerve to sit up here and try to act like it's not a big deal. Y'all don't care. Yeah. Hell, you don't care about wish... you don't care about other straight people. You got the R. Kelly's of the world out here abusing black girls for decades and y'all cape for him. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't even care about each other. <laughs> You're not gonna convince like, me wish... you care about us. I wish Bianca would have had time to come on because Bianca has shared several experiences of her being treated by poorly for just being not something she said, not something she did, but for being herself, for having the audacity to live in her truth and be who she is. People have treated her poorly. Not Black just one story, them. not just two stories. It's been multiple stories, multiple situations. You y'all care? Y'all just don't give. Y'all don't care about the community safety, the Black LGBTQIA community safety, their health, their rights. Y'all would love to see the community with no rights. No, no safety mechanisms in place to stop y'all from committing hate crimes and hold y'all account. Y'all don't care about none of that. You just care to be able to make them the butt of every joke for your trashy ass stand up specials and your poorly put together barbershop shows and shit like that. Um, but y'all don't care about anything else. You care about head, them. And your head ass tweets looking at you, Claudia Jordan. Mm hmm. Bitch, stupid bitch. So first of mm -hmm. all, I don't know who Claudia Jordan is for real. I've never known who Claudia Jordan was. However, <laughs> it's the one you, thing bitch. I know about <laughs> Claudia Jordan is this the bitch with the ugly feet from Atlanta? Uh, yes, she was on that okay. one season of Housewives. That one season, mm -hmm. bitch, you couldn't even keep a gig. Don't worry about what's going on in the com in the community. With any of the people in the community, mind your fucking business, bitch. Try to get your toes replaced. Mm. Okay, bitch, you mm. need to reach out to Sierra and see how she got that foot transplant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't worry about what the fuck they got going on. If you're not trying to speak up about the injustices they face, the fact that, the, that black trans women are being murdered, like, the number has to be up. We are in month... Uh, was this nine? Mm-hmm. 
And this is in the it. So we're talking about two black trans women are being murdered per month, basically. Probably even more than that because probably you know, more than that. Like Curtis has said be before, misgendering. Due, to, yeah. due to misgendering and other t- and uh, and just not even speaking up about it. Period. We could be looking at more, but right now this is what what we know to be number seventeen and eighteen, and it's the ninth month. Two per two per month, but y'all want to get y'all jokes off, huh? Do you want to get your jokes off? Okay, because it was it was hell to pay when the police was was laying down young black boys and black and old and black men like flies. Okay, it was it was a hell of a time from 2014 up until now when it's been just slightly quiet. But when it was when it was when the dominoes was falling and these motherfucking police was was using their guns all willy nilly. Killing black men in Walmarts, killing them at routine traffic stops, killing them in their own backyards, killing them in the park, killing them for having a raggedy car. Oh, it was protesting every fucking where. It was vigils and protests every fucking where. But to your point on that real quick, um... It bears repeating who does the majority of the organizing for these types of things? Black women. Black women. And y'all not exempt either. Let me pull you you half as wigs a little bit. Black women, black beauty shops are very fucking homophobic. Very fucking homophobic. Very transphobic. Black women are very transphobic. Y'all are not exempt. We drug Kevin and Charlemagne and a few more um, because they just won't stop being head ass. But I ain't forget about you huzzies and how y'all carry on when it comes. Y'all like to treat gay black men like accessories. As long as they can help you put together an outfit, do some bomb ass makeup, recommend a great fragrance, you know, give you some witty lingo and verbiage to use to try to be cute and quirky and sassy, you love them. But when it comes to their protections, their rights, y'all treat gay black men like shit and y'all are very transphobic. Because black, I've seen a lot of black women, cis cis black women, uh, bring up the fact that trans black women and reproduction. Meanwhile, you goofy bras hadn't realized that a lot of women have a problem reprodu- reproducing. I don't care if they cishet. I don't care if they trans. <laughs> a lot of cishet black women can women in general, black, white, blue, purple, cannot have kids. Cannot carry a pregnancy full term. Do some Googling and see how much money is made by the fertility industry. And then get back to me about, well, y'all can't have kids, so technically y'all not women. Tell me how much the fertility industry is bringing in yearly, and we can come back to this conversation. Not only that, but y'all don't, I never see anyone say that about trans men. I never see y'all saying, well, you're not a real man because you can't make a baby because you don't have a, you don't have a dick and balls. So you can't make no baby. So you're not a real man. I don't ever see that. 
Because even even with that, with trans men, transphobic men and women still look at them as women. Right. So they can still reproduce, whether they use a strap on or not. They feel like they can reproduce, but even still not respecting their agency. No. Nope. Because I see shit like this. You might think you a man, but you still get a period every month, don't you? Shut the fuck up. I bet you turn into a woman when you need that heating pad. You and that heating pad jumping with it plugged in, jumping to put a tub full of water. Mm. Y'all can eat shit, truthfully. Honestly. I, I really, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't label myself as an ally. I'm just a person who likes to be respected and left the fuck alone. So I, I give that to people, period. I, I leave people the fuck alone. I mind my business. When you mind your business and leave people the fuck alone, you really don't have time to be worried about what the next person is doing. You mm. truly don't. This could all be so simple. Mind your business. Because a lot of y'all got a whole lot of awful shit going on in y'all lives to always be worried about what's going on with people in the community. Mm. That's the part I don't get. The country is headed for a financial downturn due to this administration. They trying to regulate fucking birth control and what women can do with their bodies. But y'all are sitting up here worried about what people in the community do. Get a fucking grip. Dave Chappelle did that fucking comedy special all of the shit going on in the world, all of the shit going on politically, all of the shit going on with Me Too, Time's Up, all this, all this shit going on right now, and you fixated on the community. Same with Kevin Hart. All this shit going on, LeBron and everybody, all this shit going on, and y'all barbershop talking about Lil Nas X for 90 seconds. Y'all could have left him the fuck alone to to do that interview with a, a platform that really wanted to hear what he had to say. Right. And if you were it's going so- to do it, you know that this topic is robust enough that you could dedicate a whole episode to it. So why y'all played in everybody's face like that? Again, it, it felt very calculated. It felt like y'all were trying to get some kudos because y'all were thinking that people were going to look at that and say, oh, look at these straight men, these celebrity men. They don't care. So it's not a big deal. And all you did was get on here and sound the fuck stupid as you usually do. Kevin Hart, you've been sounding the fuck stupid for quite some time. And again, all of this was just a... Uh, instance where y'all got together and y'all gave group head everybody lined up to suck kevin hart dick that's what this whole fucking episode was you didn't give a fuck about nothing that y'all were talking about if it wasn't hyping kevin up literally the whole episode and everywhere where y'all had an avenue to get deeper into the conversation and show the world that straight black men actually do care about people other than themselves and that's the reach of their dick you faltered you failed double fault as you usually do and y'all wonder why we call y'all the weakest link here's a prime example of you being a weak link y'all were too weak to even have an in-depth conversation with each other about the shit that y'all know is true 
fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. We've been here long enough, so I'm just going to punctuate it. Fuck you. Fuck all of y'all. Go to hell and eat shit. Yep. I hope that those benches with the little timer and the spikes on them, I hope you miss the timer and it gets spiked in the leg. Fuck y'all. And that's yeah. that. <clears throat> well, friend. We wound, we wound, up. <laughs> we wound the fuck up. With good reason, though. With good reason. So let's wrap the week up now, friend, because I'll be here yeah. ranting and raving and yelling all day. And this is not the read. <laughs> we don't get paid to do this. And I got other shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> so getting into our, our weekly wrap up, uh, our hearts go out to the people of the Bahamas. Yes. Dorian showed his ass. Um, some cities are completely inhabitable. Uh, with as little as 90% damage to total damage um, of places in the Bahamas. Persons are still missing. The last I heard, the death toll was up to like 53 people. Mm-hmm. And um, so like I said, we know, I'm not staying on this. There's not really much you could say about that because we know how hurricanes work. Uh, quite a few cities have been devastated here in the U.S. by hurricanes. So when a hurricane is ready to show its ass, it's really nothing you can do about it. And I need people to stop saying shit like, well, if y'all was more prepared, if y'all infrastructure was better, uh, we saw what happened to Houston two years ago. Mm. We see that New New Orleans has still not returned to its former glory due to Katrina. Uh, we know how hurricanes devastate cities in Florida, uh, from Andrew on up to, you know, quite a few others completely showing its ass. So we just want to send our thoughts and our, our good energy to the people of the Bahamas as they start the rebuilding process. And if you are somebody that has donated Please make sure you're donating to reputable charities that are verified and aren't anti-LGBTQ and anti-Black. Please just do a little homework. That's all I'm asking. Mm -hmm. Do a little homework. Okay, because that's the thing now. A lot of these organizations, you folks throw their money at them just to find out later they real anti-Black and real anti-LGBTQ. So... Make sure you do some digging before you donate um, and and go from there. That's what we have to say about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some more sad news. I tried to get all, put all the sad stuff first. <laughs> then we can move on to the other stuff. <laughs> Come um, on, sequencing. <laughs> <laughs> Grammy, Grammy Award winning songwriter LaShawn Daniels passed away at the age of 41. So uh, he young. passed, yes, yeah, super young. He was a, a husband, a father, a musical genius, um, but he passed due to injuries sustained in a car accident. I've been seeing this a lot lately, um, not just with famous people, but like, you know, on my Facebook feed, you know, finding out stuff through f- friends and family. I just want to tell people your destination not going nowhere and you have to be a defensive driver and because people around you don't pay attention 
make sure you are paying attention for the motherfuckers that's not paying attention because the motherfuckers that's not paying attention are they killing folks up on the roads just it ain't no rush to get nowhere if you somebody who text be texting be driving don't be paying attention call a fucking uber Uber to the fuck where or or what's the other one? Lyft and it's some new shit out and about too. Take one of those if you want to be texting and taking selfies and it, just because you don't value your life don't mean other folks don't. Enough is enough. Forty one is too young to have passed away. Forty one is so young. Yeah, I'm thirty five. Forty one is young. Very much so. Forty one's young, and you know him from you know the boy is mine. He wrote the boy is mine. Uh, he wrote say my name for Destiny's Child. He did a lot of good work with um, Brian Michael Cox. Yep, Brandy, uh, Monica, Brandy. Destiny's Child, Whitney Houston, Jennifer Lopez, the Spice Girls, Michael Jackson. Like the list goes on and on and on. Like everything that was. Dark Child 99 and all around that time frame, he had a hand in. He, he worked very closely it. with uh, Rodney Jerkins. Yeah. Dark Child yeah, Entertainment, I think it was. And then he was working with a lot of new upcoming artists. Kalani, some of those people. I don't really listen to a lot of their music. But for somebody to be as seasoned as he was and still taking chances on new talent... Um, that spoke a lot to him. I saw some of the um, remembrance posts from people in the industry, and it just seems like he was a joy. He was a joy to be around. It, nothing but nice things were said about about LaShawn from others in the industry, from other writers, producers, singers, other artists. He He was a good guy, and he was great at what he did. Uh, musically. Yep. Listen, he didn't work for, with some of the best of the best. The creme mm. de la creme. Yeah. So we just, you know, rest in peace yeah. and our our prayers for peace to his his family, his friends, his colleagues, people he worked with. I know this uh, hit them really hard. And to other fans. Yeah, and to, and to people that were fans of his music. And if you didn't know what he had his hand in it, no time like the better to do some Googles and go listen to some of those songs that you love that he helped write. Uh, if I'm sure he'd get some royalties. The family would get some, some royalties. Go stream some, child. Listen. Mm-hmm. Pay homage. Pay homage. He, he was a hell of a pen. When yep. we talk about pens, he needs to be up there in the rafters with his jersey hanging because he had a hell of a pin game. Yeah. Uh, um, it's thoughts and prayer season uh, apparently in Texas where they can't <laughs> stop shooting shit up. Okay. Texas had another mass shooting. <laughs> uh, seven people were killed and 22 were injured. The guy's name, I don't even care about his name. He's a killer. But his Broken. name is Seth Aaron Ator. He killed seven people and, like I said, injured 22. 
uh, after hours after being fired from his job, one of the victims, and this is this kind of poked me in my chest real bad. One of the victims that he killed moved from Las Vegas to Texas after that tragic music festival shooting. Um, just mm, to steal Jesus, only to die yeah. in another mass shooting in a mm-hmm. whole different state. Yep. And the victims' age ages range from fifteen to fifty-seven. So he killed some some kids. K- killed at least a kid. Fucking terrible. Uh, I don't. Ha- I didn't have anything because we know that the governor of Texas wanted Texas to be number one in gun purchases. And um, look where that's gotten you. Uh, he carried out this killing again with an a- an AR-15 type rifle. Everyday people don't need AR-15 rifles or AR-15 type rifles. Nope. Show me the applications in everyday life of where you need that type of gun. Yeah, mass killings. That's the only one that's gonna come. That's the only thing I've seen them used for. You can't hunt with them. <laughs> no. You not listen. You not laying bare me to rest with no motherfucking AR-15. No. <laughs> Okay. Not laying Bambi to rest, but you are laying Steve, an innocent bystander who ain't did shit to you. Listen, but you going Pooh Bear, Piglet, Tigger, none of them are being laid to rest with these loud ass guns. Who who are being laid to rest? Other human beings. People kill people. Yes, they do with AR fifteens. Maybe it would be maybe we could make it a little less difficult for them to kill people. Just maybe. Just maybe. Maybe make it a little bit harder to get these kinds of weapons. That can kill this many people in such a short amount of time. Maybe. Yeah. Please. Like, Just your what, OG asking. What do we have to do? Thoughts and prayers. Like, do we have to all walk around with puppies in our hands? And in the event we get caught in a mass shooting, maybe then somebody will care because the dogs are getting killed too. Like, what is it going to take? Because you don't mm-hmm. care about children. You don't care about white people. You don't care about black people. You don't care about women. You don't care about men. What do y'all care about? Guns. People kill people. Yes, the gun-loving people kill people. And what are y'all doing so that the ones amongst you that are doing these heinous things are not able to do it? Nothing. Also, let me give y'all a little suggestion. Kill yourself. Well. You ain't got to kill umpteen fucking people when you upset so off yourself less mess and i always Same wonder results. what's the what's the end result what's the end goal for this do y'all because they yeah. y'all not going into this thinking that you're gonna kill a bunch of people and get out of it so if your life is so terrible you think that the the answer is to go shoot a bunch of people kill a bunch of people what do you think your life is going to turn into after you do that like i don't understand the logic at all it's not accomplishing anything you're just doing it because you can and that's very sad that we live in a country where you can literally wake up one day and say you know what i want to kill a bunch of people and i probably can because i live somewhere that makes it so easy they take advantage of this They know how easy it is to do it. That's why there's so many. It's hundreds of mass killings per year. Hundreds. Not one, not two, not 20, not 35. We talking hundreds. We were the last time we uh, 
we're counting Candace. Where were we in the two fifties? Yeah, two fifty two to two fifty three, something like it's, that. It's been more mass shootings than days in the year so far. Hmm. Like, and with these latest Texas ones, it's something. It's got to be close to one and a half mass shootings per day. You know we does our homework, child. Don't play with us. Don't play in our face. Listen, we got a resident engineer on here. Okay, she she passed that hard as engineering math. Okay, <laughs> we all ain't worthy. I know my bitch ass. <laughs> child, please, bitch, got into that engineering calculus. I had to tap out. I was like, damn. That shit was worse than taking <laughs> dick for the first time. Like, God damn. <laughs> Curtis. <laughs> terrible, child. Terrible. Mm. Oh, God. Mm, 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 mm. <sighs> Let's move on and to with, some good things. Yeah. The girl. So, I'm not a huge Lizzo fan, but I've, I, I I root for black women in the industry. Okay. Especially... Can, we, can we pause right here real quick? Yeah. I want to get this off my chest. I like Lizzo, the celebrity and the person, a lot. And I'm very, very happy with her success. I want her to reach the stars. I want her to rival Adele's success. I am personally still waiting for that connection with all of the music. Right now, (laughs) I'm not even trying to be funny. It's like a song here and there that I like. I've listened to multiple projects of hers and the music don't really grab me. However... Truth Hurts is a good song. And that song has gone number one on the Billboard Hot 100. That song is two years old. It came out sometime in 2017. How it is exploding now, I don't know. And honestly, I don't care. She deserves. You hear it in commercials. She getting all kinds of sponsorship. All of the celebrities are starting to reach out to her. She got a, a collaboration with Missy V, motherfucking Elliot. Give Lizzo her things. Lizzo, you give me music that I like, but give her her things for the stuff that she is doing. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to say. Shout out to you, Lizzo. Yeah, shout out to you. Like, I, like I'm, yeah, because like, I wholeheartedly agree. I want to see you win, yeah. even if I don't really care about your music. But yeah, your guess. aesthetic, your, your being a woman of yeah, size that person. does not have the Coke bottle shape. You a big girl and you're pretty. And, and you they style you nice too, and you're mm-hmm. talented, and you play the flute. I I do like the flute. I it's do like gimmicky, the flute part. I, like I do it. I do like Truth Hurts. I've not listened to any other music, but like I said, <laughs> what she what she represents to me is an image that deserves to be in our faces right now. Yes, because we are used to if a woman is more on the plus size. We she got to be shaped like a Coke bottle, and that's that's no shade to those women because genetics gonna do what genetics gonna do. But it's high time for us to see a different type of fat person. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm tired of seeing the Jill Scotts, you know, big titties, got some flat stomach, got little hips, got a whole lot of hips. You never know what you see on Fashion Nova and Curve. Then women they built amazingly at whatever size. Um. I'm here for the girls that's built like Lizzo because I'm one of the girls. Okay? Ain't got a whole bunch of ass. Got some stomach. Okay? Working on getting rid of it, but it's still here. 
And I and my measurements ain't 36, 24, 36. And so it doesn't I, make you any less valuable. It doesn't make her any less yeah. of a terrific performer. Listen, we have to give Lizzo her things because Beyonce clearly stands. Like, and that's just written in, in stone somewhere. Don't ask me where the stones are. Stonehenge, maybe. I don't know. Go check. But I'm just saying it's written. That if Beyonce stands for them, then the rest of us have no choice but to do so. Yeah. I'm just going to stand the one song that I like. But that's fine. Yeah. And, (laughs) and, but you know what? And I feel a similar way about Meg Thee Stallion. I love Meg Thee Stallion. I didn't necessarily like Fever, but I still am glad that Houston is on the map showing up and showing out because apparently Lizzo is from Houston. Yeah, she is. Fever is my shit, though. So. Like I didn't fever wasn't my favorite thing, but as a mixtape, it's it's cool. Mm-hmm. This wasn't. I don't know if this is her debut album or if it's a mixtape. I'm glad she's winning. I'm glad she has a number one. I look forward to the debut album. I will give it a spin. If I don't like it, she still got them spins for me. She still got them streams. We support you. We support, we support you. you. I'm here for you. I want to see you do more, and yeah. I really feel like. The new girls, the Lizzo's, the Megs, the who else do the, does the internet talk about? The Saweeties, all of these new girls. I feel like they're going to be the ones to usher in this new wave of of yes, female you know, yeah, hip hop be- supporting because each they other. Are, they aren't petty, right? Like even I, I feel the same with with Cash Doll. I'm not a huge fan of her music. She got some stuff I've liked here and there, uh, but she always show love. You know what I'm saying? Trina. Meg is always always showing love. Trina shows love. Um, Saweetie shows love. They link up. They hang out. Malibu, uh, Malibu Mitch. I like her. Uh, I like Tierra Whack. Like I said, I don't like care for all the music. Never heard a lot of it. But I like that they are coming in together versus a. I'm I'm getting all these bitches out of here. It can only be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be many. And right now, it looks like women in the rap game um are giving niggas a run for their money and it's about time so again lizzo congratulations on having that number one with truth hurts um but as usual another black woman better not get too much shine and too much success because then we got azalea fucking stanks why is she here i just why does uh, no one around on. her love her? Listen, Azalea Banks likened Lizzo to a fat millennial mammy when she got news of her getting a number one. She says, uh, well, in my notes, I said the flop of the industry has some hateful words <laughs> for Lizzo. <laughs> um, and like flops. I said, she, <laughs> She likened her to a fat black mammy, said that she's embarrassed for Lizzo. Lizzo should be embarrassed for herself, presenting her, presenting the image that she's presenting, being fat, loud, black, whatever the case may be, and that she needs to get it together. She could stand to lose some weight and all this other shit. Saying only white people fuck her, which is a goddamn only white people fuck, only white people fuck with her, only a certain type of black people fuck with her. Okay, but who fucks with you? Okay, you got a lot of nerds saying that because white people don't fuck with you, girl. They they white people spit in your face. 
And you uh, don't shit about it. Russell Crowe. And you let it go and then came on the internet to cry about it. Listen, you got a lot to say for a bitch who can only take up for herself after she's been escorted out the building. Mm. You don't never wild out while you there, bitch. You wait till you get beat the fuck up. Then you want to wild out and talk shit after they didn't put your ass on the sidewalk. Where is your number one? Tell or us, two, Azalea Stanks. Where is three, your number one? Where your is top anything? 10. Because, bitch, as it currently stands on your motherfucking website, bitch, all you doing is selling other people body butters. What? After we wrap it up. After we wrap it up. <laughs> I know you fucking lie. <laughs> no, I'm not lying. Listen, all you do is resell people's skin and beauty products from Wait, small black on, businesses amongst Twitter. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Bitch, you are a loser. <laughs> What the that, you no, body she, and I'm, butter I'm bitch as loser? She did not create her own line of body butters or skincare mm. products. She resells pre-existing products from small black uh, small black businesses that she came across on Twitter. And uh, <laughs> you are a <laughs> so listen. Bozo. If motherfuckers want to ask you about reselling shit that we could go buy directly from the person's website, then we'll come to you. If we want to talk about dropping the ball in the bag on opportunities in the past because we couldn't shut the fuck up, we will come to you. Mm. Okay. We don't need to hear you talking about nobody else's number one and how they secured it, bitch, because you've never had a number one. You don't know how to secure it. So we don't need your opinion on shit, bitch. Nope. If we want opinions on how to turn a pair of jean shorts into a thong and still look dusty and dirty, we'll ask you. Listen, if we want tips on what to do with our chicken bones and we don't have a dog to give them to, (laughs) we will come to you, okay? If we want tips on how to get the fuck banned from Twitter for life, (laughs) we will come to you. If we want tips on how to be a flop. We will come to you. The thing that really irritates me about Azalea Banks is that she never has anything positive to say. And if she does, it's she fake. Does, and it comes yeah, out fake. that it was fake very, very soon. Like the shit when it's, she was trying to uh, cozy up to Nikki only to turn around and start talking trash about her. Or the other way around. Whatever she tried way to went. cozy up to Beyonce, then start talking shit after Lemonade blew up. Then she wanted to cozy up to Cardi B, dancing the Bodak Yellow in the club. Then she started talking shit about her. Girl, listen, like, as soon as the motherfuckers start being too successful, getting opportunities that you can only ever dream about, then you want to turn into a hater? We ain't here for that. Mm-mm. We ain't here for you, bitch. Because you either hating on people that have earned their success or you or hating you on people that you try to link with. And I guess you didn't get the number one or the hit record that you were hoping you would get out of it. So then you start trashing them. Because don't nobody want to listen to no music with you talking about being no mermaid as fucking dusty as you are. Girl, fuck you. And again, congrats to Lizzo. You have yet to secure a number one anything, bitch. You ain't even a number one body butter seller, bitch. You ain't you can't even you can't even gain traction with that stupid bitch. Who girl, you know what? This ain't Ratchet Ramblings almost came out. Bitch, sit down. <laughs> Leave us alone. That's what I got to say about that. And before 
before we end with the weekly wrap up, uh, for if if you watch any uh football, uh American football, uh, you will see that my quarterback Andrew Luck retired suddenly after years of the Colts not giving him an offensive line to keep him off the ground. Uh, he was like, fuck this. I'm still not healthy. I'm not playing through no more injuries. I didn't play with a punctured kidney, broken ribs, a lacerated lung, and all kind of shit. He didn't have some really fucked up injuries over the years. Um, but Jacoby Brissett, a black quarterback who was the second string, uh, negotiated himself a $30 million extension for the next two years without an agent. Black excellence. Woo, come on, black man. Get to the bag. Listen, he said he does not want somebody bullshitting on his behalf. He will cut out the middleman. He will handle his own business. Mm. You love, love to, to see, see it. it. Don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's and he's not young. Jacoby Briss is like twenty six, so he he's close to thirty, and then negotiated a thirty million dollar deal for two years. Mm-hmm. If, know, right? if if Andrew Luck ever decide to come back, he done got thirty million, and he could go right back to sitting on the bench minding his business. Mm. Okay. Uh, so congratulations. In that, I just thought it was something good to see because we know how agents and shit in these, you know, professional sports, uh, they try to take advantage of young of black players, and you know, they don't always do right by them, and they mm-hmm. end up coming out of the, out of the NFL broke as a motherfucking joke while they no agent got money on top of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. So, congratulations to Jacoby Brissett. And that is the weekly wrap up. Uh, usually Curtis do when the week got weird because he's really good at finding this shit. But <laughs> <laughs> with <laughs> with Dorian having showed his ass the way he showed his ass, the week got really weird in Florida when bricks of cocaine washed up on several Florida beaches from Hurricane Dorian waves. Mm-hmm. God Uh-oh. is still blessing all the trap niggas. This uh, must these must be the bricks that Jay Z lost. <laughs> <laughs> Was it ninety two? Jay, you might be yeah. out the red. <laughs> <Listen. laughs> Young nigga it move says, that dope indeed. Old camel, no, you know. <laughs> well, could, you know what pissed me off? I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean it. The ratchet ramblers slipped. <laughs> Curtis the Menace is here, everybody. Say hello. No, it's the end of the show. Don't do this. <laughs> but listen, about 15 bricks of cocaine have washed up on three Florida beaches. Uh, one in Paradise Beach Park. An uh, officer was on foot patrol, and he saw a, a suspicious package. Come to find out, it was cocaine. Then Cocoa Beach, about 20 miles north. Police were alerted to a duffel bag that had washed ashore and they found 15 bricks of cocaine inside. And then in Orlando, a kilo of cocaine uh, washed up on shore. And those bricks of cocaine are estimated to be worth twenty to $30,000 per brick. 
The bag has since been turned over to the U.S. Custom and Border Prote- Protection and Patrol. And they said they rather, you know, that brings me to this this petty point that I wanted to make before we go. They are policing women's reproductive systems and birth control. Meanwhile, 20 bricks of cocaine have floated up on the Florida shores. Let that sink in. We literally have white people walking around looking like zombies from crystal meth. It looks like y'all never really could stop the crack era. But you want to make birth control and plan B illegal. You motherfuckers can't even get a grip on cocaine. A motherfucking hurricane is blowing millions of dollars worth of fucking drugs up on U.S. soil. Wasn't one of the beaches you said called uh, Cocoa Beach? Yeah. The fact that some cocaine washed up on a beach called Cocoa. Cocoa. <laughs> Yeah, like new I, meaning to is... the term white sand. Okay. <laughs> and why couldn't I be on one of them beaches? Because <laughs> you black. Yeah, bro. you know what it is, because they would have shot me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Finding a duffel bag, don't you dare, bitch. Mm-hmm. But that's when the week got weird, when Dorian decided to bless, bless the beaches of Florida with some white girl. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to be office. If I was an officer, a, a brick or two would have came up missing. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. Who was to say that they didn't? It might have been 30 bricks and yeah, they only reported okay. 15. <laughs> listen, as many movies as we've seen. Listen, I watch Investigation Discovery. I know y'all out here doing all kinds of trash. Mm-hmm. So you never mm-hmm. really know. But with that being said, I believe that is going to wrap up this episode of the Weekly Wind Down. Honestly, this was the weekly wound up because um, (laughs) the majority of the show was that. But we had a lot of stuff to say. First and foremost, shout out to Jeremy for coming on and joining us on here. We gave y'all a little bit of the trio because you're not going to be getting that on Ratchet Ramblers for the next two weeks. Things happen, pod PTO. You know, I was a bad Niggas need CEO. a break. I was a bad CEO. I, I approved too much part PTO at the same time. So now, you know, no impossible whoppers for y'all. I'm shutting all the shit down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to get out of here. So that also means that there's not going to be an episode of the Weekly Wind Down next week either. Candace and I are both going to be traveling. Uh, I'm going to be on the East Coast. And Candace is going to be close to the East Coast. So we're yeah. just going to take a break on a lot of stuff for the network. We've been going hard since we started it. So I think we've earned a little bit of a break. Yeah. End of summer break, if you will. Right. Um, This week, we'll announce the winners of the Ratchet Rambling Summer Giveaway. And we'll get all that stuff squared away next week when we're back to podcast work, to Flawless Noises work. And I think that's it. So, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this preview of the Weekly Wind Down on the free feed. And if you're hearing this on the Patreon, well, you already know what it is. So, we'll be back when we're back. Hopefully, this encourages you to 
sign up for the Patreon. We have a lot of amazing content there, including this, Birth Stories of Black Mamas. Jeremy has a show on there. Jeremy has two shows on the Patreon. We got new stuff coming down the pipe. We have our new podcast, Mystic Moments, premiering this month. And you'll be getting a premiere or I should say you'll be getting a preview of the host, Gary, and what he can do on an episode of Gay Side Stories coming at you very soon. So, again, lots of moving pieces here at Flawless Noises. We appreciate your support. Please bring your friends, your families, coworkers, anybody who got a quaint. We just need a little bit of your quaint. We're out here working. We'll give you content in return. We're not asking for free money and we're not trying to scam y'all. We're trying not to get scammed by these goddamn venues, if we're going to be honest. Mm-hmm. But more on the live show when we have more details to sh- to show or to share, I should say. More details to share. And I think that's it. We yeah, will we be are. back. We'll see y'all on the flip side.